And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Turn to Joel chapter 2, uh, particularly, and turn to verse 15 in particular. Joel chapter 2, verse 15. Let's continue looking at the model left for, left for us. Oh, hallelujah. Of praying and fasting. Joel chapter 2, verse 15. I'm picking up from where we stopped. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify a fast. Did it say sanctify a fast? Yeah. And call a solemn assembly. It says here to sanctify a fast. And since that's what we are doing currently. We are on the national 21 days of praying and fasting consecration period. That's what we are now. And the Bible says sometimes you got to sanctify your fast. You got to call a corporate fast. Amen. Last week we said we identified three tools. If I can recall, three tools, three tools, sorry, left for us by Jesus in the New Testament. And one of the tools we were discussing was fasting. Typically when one goes on a consecration like we are now consecrate set ourselves apart then there are tools you can use and one of the tools we said is fasting in Matthew chapter 6 the other that was given to us is praying amen and quickly before we continue in our text from Joel chapter 5 Joel chapter 2 verse 15 there was another tool of consecration that goes right along with praying I omitted to mention and uh, it was given to us in Acts chapter 6 verse 4 I'm going to get back to of course Joel chapter 2 verse 15 I'm not running around amen I'm just identifying some of the important tools because since we are on a fast amen since we are on a consecration period we're using we are fasting I haven't spoken about prayer but there is another tool that's given to us in Acts chapter 6 verse 4 Peter and the Apostles said we are going to give ourselves continually to what prayer and what's the next one the ministry of the word very powerful tool in fasting that is why we gave amen that is why we gave a, a certain prescribed amount of scriptures to read as you run the fast since you hear me very carefully this is what I have seen in the church maybe you have not seen it I have seen a people who are in love with God but not in love with his word and you get what I'm saying saints a lot of people are in love with God Lord we love you Lord we love you mm? but we do not have a love for God's word and if that is the case, most times, while we are in love with God, we find ourselves supporting everything that's against the word of God. Since what I'm saying is possible to love God, and at the same time, not embrace everything the Bible talks about. And that is the danger we are faced with in this particular generation. We forgot the Bible says in, in John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. I'm getting back to fasting, but I don't want you to forget because, because we are on the fast. And I need you brothers and sisters to read, devour what we gave you. 
During the consecration period, we gave you the book of Luke, the book of Acts. There is a reason why we did not give you all the Gospels. The same individual who wrote Acts wrote Luke. There is a train of thought that you need to grasp. If you love me, what must you do? Keep my commandments. Don't love me and be against everything my, I command. It's a travesty that's going on in the church now. And we need to take side of it. If we love God, then embrace his commands. Psalms 138 verse 2 says, God has magnified all his word. His word above all his names. And I'm saying that because I need you to read, devour the word on the fast. Devour. The time you take preparing meals, take it to read and study. God has magnified what? His word above all his name. His word is above Jehovah Jireh. Oh, I love me some Jehovah Nisi. His word is above that. Oh, I love me some Jehovah. Shalom. Oh, his word is above Shalom. Oh, Jehovah Sitkanu, Makadesh. His word is above all of that. So on that fast, I need you to devour, devour, devour. It was David who said in Psalms 119, verse I think 97, he said, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all day. Two verses after, verse 99, Psalms 119, verse 99, he said, I have more understanding than all my teachers because thy precepts are my meditation. I got a monopoly on understanding because, oh, let me move on, let me move on here. Let me move on, let me move on. And so I'm saying these things because I need you, I need you, I need you to read the information we gave you on the fast. Does anybody love the word of God? Anybody standing in the gap for this nation? Hallelujah. Let it be said, when God looked for a people to stand in the gap and make up the hedge in the 21st century, our generation showed up. Um, Amen. Let it be said, when God was looking just for one man, he couldn't find one in Israel. There are numerous of us here today, and those of you who are looking, thank you for (laughs) coming and tell somebody we are breaking bread, joining. Aren't we breaking bread? Glory be to God. That's the best type of bread. Amen. So let it be said that God found a remnant of people who would stand in the gap and say, I believe in you because you are the God of miracles. You are the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. And we are going to continue saying the coronavirus is dead. It doesn't matter how. Very soon and very soon. What's going to happen is the infection rate is going to reduce. The death rate is going to reduce. Amen. Because we believe in God. Since all God needs is one person. One with God is a majority. How many of you believe God? Yes, we believe God. 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 Amen. We believe God. Amen. We are taking back territory. Taking back our territory. Amen. We are giving God the right to supernaturally intervene in the affairs of the United States and the world to stop the death caused by the coronavirus and to stop the spread. I believe it with every vein in my body. Amen. I stand here this morning encouraging you, saints, with the same words Angel Gabriel 
used to encourage Mary in Luke chapter 1 when she could not wrap her head around a spiritual or supernatural pregnancy. It's called the Immaculate Conception. You remember that? When she could not understand it, this is what Gabriel said to her in Luke chapter 1 verse 37. He said, for with God, nothing is impossible. <laughs> Ooh, it's not a blessing. I'm saying this because I want you to know that with God, the death of the coronavirus and the reduction of the, of the spread is possible. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Stretch, go out there. Let's stretch off. Let's stretch our faith and believe God. When she couldn't understand, like most of us cannot understand, he said to her, For with God, nothing is impossible. I think there is another rendering of this verse which reads like this For no word of God is void of power. Let me say that slowly. For no word of God is void of power. <laughs> How many of you have been speaking death on that virus? Yeah. Guess what? If you've been speaking death on that virus, that's God's will and no word from God is void of power. You lose that power in that virus and it has to die. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're not going to sit back and do nothing. The devil is a liar. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. We are going to stay on that fast. Somebody said to me, Pastor, things are so good. I feel so good in my spirit. And they begin to testify. I mean, quite a few people called and began testifying. Since it's amazing, you know, um, I was going on Facebook to, to just encourage everybody. But, but I said, I'm going to wait. Praise God. Let the testimonies come in. Amen. They said, can we do a 40 day? I said, that sounds godly. <laughs> Can we do a 40 day? That's, that sounds rather godly. I said, but, we, but we've got to take a break first. Amen. You got to, you got to pass yourself for 40 days. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. But we will. Let me say that. I mean, the amen was faint. But we got a few. We got a few amens. Amen. We got a few amens. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We will. And your health, your health shall spring forth speedily. Break forth like the light of morning. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Let's get to our text quickly. I have just a few minutes. I wanted to take some time to encourage you this morning to hang in there. Stay in the fast. Stay in the game. Do not go on the sidelines. Amen. Stay in the fast. God gave me a special. He gave me something special to share with those of you who are on the fast. Something very special. And it was confirmed in the mouth of one or two witnesses. So after this particular message, I will share it with you. Amen. But our text, Joel chapter 2 verse 15. Praise God. We are in a generation where now brothers and sisters, people. And I'm, I'm, I'm not criticizing. I'm just telling you what I have seen. I have been in church from the age of five. All the way to now. And I've seen just people just won't stretch. It's just, it's just sad. You know, we won't stretch. I looked at some of the conventions. People come the night, two, three nights before, sleep on the roadside. Sleep on the sidewalk for conventions. Mm -hmm. Is it because you have a mask, I'm not hearing amen, or you're just not saying amen? <laughs> I want to know because that, would, that was a good place to say amen. 
The, the convention is Saturday night. People are there Thursday night. Camping. In 85, 90 degree sun. <laughs> and I look at that and my heart hurts. Because, let me move on right here. Joel chapter 2 verse 15. So we said, we dealt with the first part. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Amen. Let's get the moving towards the cure. That's what he's saying. Trouble is in the land. And the trumpet has been blown. Amen. Let's get the stepping in the direction of the cure. Excuse my vernacular, but you get what I'm trying to say, right? Let's reconvene. Why not? Let's not sit around and look at one another and do nothing like we're in a state of paralysis. No, we are not. Let's reconvene. It's time to get back to God. Tell everybody what must they do? He said, Sanctify your fast. Sanctify means hallow, holy, consecrate. You know that word sanctify was translated five times as consecrate in King James and 25 times as hallow, 10 times as dedicate. What am I saying, brothers and sisters? Sanctify and consecrate is the same thing. Amen. The word sanctify, I said consecrate was translated. How many times as sanctify? Sorry, sanctify was translated five times as consecrate. In King James, sanctify was translated, sorry, sorry, consecrate, sorry, it's translated 108 times as sanctified. Can you see? They are the same. A fast, consecrate a fast. Meaning it's time to enter into a period of consecration. That's what God placed on our heart. To enter into a period of consecration. And that's what the remainder of the verse is talking about. Let's continue the remainder of the verse. It says, call a fast, call a solemn assembly. The scripture is just unfolding the first comment. Amen. Sanctify a fast. What does that mean? What does that involve? We are told to call a solemn assembly. Not one or two people, not one or two people doing it. Everybody. Let me say it again. Not one or two. Not 20% doing 80% of the work. Let it not be said that the 2080 rule is in the church. I'm so tired of hearing it. 20% of the people, 20% of the people tithe and pay 80% of the bills. 80% of the people will pay 20%. What? This is the house of God. But you know what's sad? It's even in the church. So it's for the entire assembly. According to the complete biblical library, Hebrew English dictionary, the phrase solemn assembly means, this is what it means. A day in which no work was to be done so that the congregation could fast in order to invite God's assistance. When a solemn assembly is called, nobody works. And it was that on the weekend. <laughs> it is a day when no one works but fast in order to invite God's assistance. I think now is a good time to describe what a fast is. This is what I came up with. A fast is the commitment to dedicate a period of time to seek and devote oneself to the spiritual priority of God while 
willfully abstaining from food and other natural pleasures. That's why we said no TV. We said no Facebook, except though for when I send these little encouraging clips. Amen. Let me say that again. We said no Facebook, no TV. I think some of you, I think some of you forgot. I said no Facebook, right? Yeah, I think some of you forgot. Praise God. Except if you're not on a fast. Which is sad. Because the Bible says for the entire assembly. It's for the what? The entire assembly. Do you know the mistake we make as humans? We don't realize that God worked through men. He worked through human beings. Men and women. Let me say it again. God worked through whom? Men and women. And so we say, we are from God. And forget what the man of God says. Yeah, so God gave us a direct order to engage in a fast. We wouldn't. Since this is not about you, it is about a country, a nation. This is not about me or you. This is about standing in the gap for this country, this nation. Turning over the plate and doing what's right. So we can fight. We have a model in the scripture. And we have the same God of yesterday, today and forever. If God rewarded them, don't you think he'll reward us? Today, today on the fast is the second day of only liquid. The second day of only liquid. Today on the fast is what? The second day of only liquid. I know that's a stretcher for some people, but it's necessary. And let me just put this in there. To be honest with you, we are not insensitive. If it's 10 o'clock tonight, 12 o'clock tonight, and you feel like you're going to die. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out, amen? <laughs> You feel like your obituary is, uh, might be the next day. Before, if, you, if you think it might be in the papers the next day, then, then get a cup of soup. Amen. Get some cereal. Praise God. Not a chicken wing. Just something. <laughs> or grits. Or broth. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? That is if you feel that you're going to die. But brothers and sisters, if you, if you can hang in there. Are you with me, saints? If you can get yourself a good blueberry shake. You get some blueberries in there. You get some non-fat yogurt in there. You get some uh, uh, organic milk in there. And you get a few teaspoons of honey. Oh, I tell you, glory be to God. Now, that's what I call good food. And you blend it up with two handful of oats. You'll be standing for a long time. The problem is your body likes chicken wing. Amen. And it's commanding you to eat chicken wing and bread and a sandwich. You can replace that with a good smoothie. And stretch. Leaders lead. Leaders stretch. And if you're a Christian, you're a leader. Let me say it again. If you're a Christian, you what? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Hallelujah. Mm, glory be to Jesus. So who are to participate in the fast? Let's go to verse 16 quickly. Verse 16 tells us who? It says, gather the people 
sanctify the congregation assemble the elders it's telling you now gather the people and he's going to detail who they are assemble the elders gather the children and those that suck the breast babies have to fast now if a baby has to fast an individual cannot The entire congregation, the elders, the leaders in the community, the children, babies, and look, look, look here, look at the last part. Let the bridegroom go forth out of his chamber. In other words, the bride, typically the bridegroom and the bride, they're exempt from fasting. Are you with me during that time? But because it's so crucial, God said, leave the honeymoon and come in the congregation. Oh my God. Stop the honeymoon. Now is not a time for pleasure. Lives are at stake. I need somebody to stand in the gap. And I'm asking you, will that be you? Will that be you, brothers and sisters? Those of you streaming, looking, will that be you? Will you stand in the gap for this nation, for the world? Will you do that? You never know. You might be standing in the gap for your own family. You never know. Amen? Verse 17, quickly, verse 17, I want to. Verse 17, it says here, let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, whip before the porch and the altar. Lord God, I give you praise. Let them whip, let them carry the burden of the nation. Let them stand in the gap for the nation and whip and say, God, forgive us, we have sinned. Look at what the Lord said today. And let them say, what must they say? Since when you pray, can everybody say, Lord, spare your people. Lord, spare your people. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Spare your people. Make a way. Breakthrough, Father. In our fears. Stem the, the infection of the virus. Stop the death. Can God look at you from heaven and say, yes, I will. Yes, because they've placed their bodies in a crucible. Can God say that? Oh, you're still home. You're still, you're on. When nobody can see, still in that rice and chicken. <laughs> Let the priests and the other ministers of the Lord lead the people in seeking God during this time of consecration. That's why I ask every Christian, every leader, during this consecration period, I need you to lead. Amen? Oh, glory be to Jesus. And as we said last week, the reason why God told them to do that is because the economy, being an agricultural economy, was at stake. Grasshoppers were coming because they, they, they disobeyed God yearly on an annual basis. They keep disobeying God, not keeping, the, not keeping the Sabbath, as God said. Because of that, the devil was coming in. And that's what happened since. I heard something that I need to share with you. I heard the blessing is not in knowing, it's in doing. Information or knowledge doesn't matter. <laughs> Blessed are those who do. Are you with me? You got to do. 
And many of us for years, that is why years after years after, we remain the same thing. Many of us are, have been are spiritually retarded because we are not doing. Since, let me share with you, this is, this is Corona, this is, this is COVID time. We cannot be politically correct. We have to tell people as is. Are you with me? We cannot mix matters now. Are you getting what I'm saying? The church is not where it is because we are not doing. The church is where it is because we love God, but not his word. Yeah, that's where, that's where we are. We love, oh, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. When he said, do this. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not. And that's not human. If, if, if you're a humble person, you will do what God tells you to do. If, you, if you're humble, you will do what? Yes. Yeah. There are two words you can find in God. Only two words. Anybody knows them? Go do. Doesn't matter how you turn G-O-D. You can only find two words. Go do. Isn't that something? Because the blessing is in the doing. Not in the knowing. Hmm? I heard something when I was in, when I was in network marketing. They said, they said, knowledge on ice... Oh Lord, I forgot the I had it memorized. Oh yes, they said ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. Ignorance on fire. Just burning everything that moves. You're doing is better than knowing and just burning still. Anyhow, let me move along here. Praise the Lord, I wouldn't be for you. I wouldn't be before you that long. But since we need to recognize that God is looking and depending on us. Amen. To stand in the gap for this nation. What is the cure? What is the cure? The cure is divine intervention, the mercies of God sought through declaring a fast. That, that that's why we are reading. That's why verse 15 is there. God said, oh, you are asking for help. Well, this is what you got to do. The same body that enjoy all the pleasures. I want you to put it in a crucible. Because you served that God for a long time. I need you to kill that God. So the real God can come through. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Put that God on the altar. <laughs> and let the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Ah, glory be to Jesus. Psalms 121 says, the verse 1 says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from whom? The Lord, which make heaven and earth. Verse 3 says, He will not suffer your foot to be moved. He that keepeth you will not slumber. He doesn't sleep on the job. I with me since verse 4 says behold he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep now the word Israel here means I need to get that Israel means the one who rules like God yeah again it's not referring necessarily to a people amen it says here it says here that and I'm going to explain what Israel mean later because a lot of times what, what I hear a lot now in those days in those days we have today is a lot of a lot of for some reason a lot of people keep saying well that was for Israel how many of you heard that before that was for the Jews 
I gladly said that because Romans chapter 2 verse 28 and 27 tells us who's a true Jew. We'll get there in a while. Amen. Are you with me saints? Don't you? It's a ploy by the devil to disinherit us. When you hear any leader say, any preacher say, that was for Israel. No, I am a true Jew. I'm going to show you in a while how I'm a true Jew. The Bible tells me I'm a true Jew. So when you hear that I saw Israel, no, 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 sir. For that matter, the very first time the word Jew was used, I'll talk about it later. It was in 2 Kings chapter 16. And the Jews in 2 Kings 16 is not referring to the entire 12 tribes. The Jews in 2 Kings are referring to the last, the two tribes, the two southern tribes. You remember? When Solomon, when Solomon... When Solomon left the throne, he gave his son Rehoboam the throne. Well, it, it was divided, right? Rehoboam and Jeroboam. Amen. Jeroboam took ten tribes, went up north, and refused to go down. Are you with me? The last two tribes, Judah and Benjamin. Amen. Judah and Benjamin and most of the Levites, they came down to join Judah and Benjamin. Are you with me? These are who God refers to as the Jews. Well, let me move along here. We'll talk about you. Let me move here. When, I'm trying to tell you, when they tell you, that's for Israel. Don't you worry. What they're trying to do is get you passive so you won't fight the devil. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. And some of these people are well-meaning. They are well-meaning. Because they heard, they heard their mentors say that. So they cannot say anything different from their mentors. They have to agree with their mentors. It's called the bandwagon mentality. Anyhow, let me move along here. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So we, so we are told here, let us look at what happened after they fasted. Amen. Joel chapter 2 verse 18 and 19. Let us look at what happened when they fasted. We are told here, after they fasted, God said, this is what I'm going to do. Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his what? Didn't they pray, spare us, Lord? Didn't they pray that? Yeah. Yes. The Bible says this is how God responded. He's going to take pity on his people. Can you say, Lord, thank you for taking pity on us. Thank you, Lord, for taking pity on us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master. Verse 19 says, yes, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, behold, I will send you corn. And what he's saying is, I'm going to send you a cure. For them, they needed corn and oil. And, and he said, you shall be satisfied therewith. And I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. They needed corn back then. Now we need healing. That's the cure. We need a divine intervention. And the Bible says, God said, you shall be satisfied. Amen. Jump over to verse 26 quickly. Verse 26. He's still continuing. Still in response to their prayer. In response to their fast. It says here. And you shall eat plenty and be satisfied. And praise. What? The name of the Lord. What you have to do is change it in here. And say. And we shall be healed and made whole. And praise the Lord. Your God that have dealt wondrously with you. Look at, look at the last phrase. And my people shall never be ashamed. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> never be ashamed. And verse 27, I dealt with it before. Verse 27 says, And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. Israel means the one who rules like God. Anybody here? agrees with God's word amen 
and, and let's continue verse 27 and that I am the Lord your God and none else look at the last verse again the last phrase and my people shall what twice God said it and I'm telling you on the authority of God's word you will never be ashamed for putting your bodies in a crucible for fasting for trying are you with me for drinking eight glasses of water a day and the reason why we ask to drink eight glasses of water a day is because it's going to help your body it's going to reduce the headache hmm drinking eight glasses a day is fighting God is looking at you fighting you know we've never done it before amen how many of you have never drunk eight glasses of water a day just be honest you've never drunk it's tough for you oh everybody wow I didn't know that eight glasses a day amen God is going to reward you for that because fasting has a reward corporate for whether it be corporate or personal it has a reward this is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 verse 18 uh, uh, is it Matthew yes Matthew chapter 6 verse 18 you got it he said when your father in heaven sees what you do in secret when your father looks in heaven and he sees you he sees you open the refrigerator and there is a strawberry and there is fruits amen and you pass over the cake you pass over the orange juice because we said only drink cranberry juice apple juice and tart cherry juice and lots of water when God see you doing that when he see you pass over the orange juice when he see you pass over the drumstick the barbecue and you reach for the fruits to blend going to the blender while you're going to the blender your body's pulling you back saying yes sir i need that barbecue you said cheers cheers going to the blender god is seeing you and he's saying my god i'm going to reward he or her because he's seen you doing it in secret you do you know what is character character is to do what's right whether anybody's looking that's character it doesn't matter who's looking i'm going to do the right thing i wish they sell that in a pill some of us need that i wish there was a pill called character you just take it take it there, there is yes the word of god the gospel that's what god honors what you do in secret hmm? that's what he honors what you do in secret and you know for years pass by we don't do the right thing and you wonder and we wonder how come we look back and all these years pass what's going on you know what you've been playing games and it's catching up with you Voltaire the French philosopher Voltaire was a French philosopher oh he was an arch enemy of the Word of God and he took the breath God gave him and he said 50 years after I die the Bible will be the Bible will vanished it will no longer exist a hundred years after Voltaire died his house became the printing press for a Bible Guess who's the guess who the joke is on now? Voltaire. I'm telling you about God's word. You do God's word and you don't play games. You do it especially when nobody's there. 
Anyhow. Understand you since we were in a fast. These are the lit, this, this. Things are getting lit. Amen? Are you getting what I'm saying? Say, it's getting lit. Oh, let me just bring it to a close. I just saw the time. We have to partake of the Lord's communion. Now, I said earlier on, typically when you read this, when you read these promises in the Old Testament, like you'll never be ashamed. A lot of people say, well, that's for the Jews. Hmm? Let me show you who an Israel, a true Jew is. The Bible says, can you go to Romans chapter 2 verse 28? Let's look at who a true Jew is. Amen. Because the reason we need to look at that is because, brothers and sisters, you hear me? I told you one, I, I gave you a, 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 an earlier reason. When the Jews, when the word Jew was first used in Second, in Second Kings chapter 5, it did not refer to the 12 tribes. It referred to the tribe of Judah and Benjamin and the Levites who came down and some other people came down. Amen. So 95% of the Jews were from Judah and Benjamin. Ahaz was a Jew, was from the tribe of Judah. He was a Jew. A bad one. <laughs> Anyhow. You remember King Ahaz? Okay, let's move forward. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision. Stay right here. Which is outward in the flesh. In other words, women could not circumcise. So a true Jew cannot be a male who circumcised. God says all souls are mines. And the souls of women are gods. Are you with me saints? And <laughs> so a true Jew is not a man who is circumcised externally. Now let me show you what the Bible says a true Jew is. Can you go to verse 28? A true Jew then. Verse 29 sorry. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart. The heart. <laughs> in what? In the spirit and not in the letter. Some people cannot crawl from beneath that law. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some people just cannot leave the law, the letter alone. And I understand the Bible says no one has been tested. No one has been tested. I memorized it. Oh, I forgot it. It says no one has been, no one who, no one has been tested of the old wine will say that the new wine is good. Are you with me? That's what the Bible says. The old one is the old way, the old way of doing things, the Old Testament. Are you with me, saints? So when you have been brought up under the Old Testament, embracing something new is very, very difficult. How many of you would agree that change is somewhat challenging? And the Bible, that's what the Bible is saying. These people who are brought up, who were brought up under the law, it's difficult for them to embrace the New Testament. That liberty that we experience. Amen. And when I say liberty, let me, let, let me qualify that. It is free, being free not to do wrong. It is being free to conquer yourself. Not free to do whatever you want. Are you get what I'm saying, saints? But don't let anybody, Paul said, be careful, don't let anybody spy on our liberty. Don't let anybody put you back in that box of the Old Testament. You fight against that. Because that is demonic. So here is a true Jew. And not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Amen. You, a true Jew. Can you tell your neighbor, I feel Jewish? If you can. I feel Jewish. 
Those of you who are looking, can you say, I feel Jewish? I feel yeah, because I've been changed in the spirit. Yeah, I've been changed in the spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says, man in Christ is a new creature. All things are passed away. You see, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. My spirit has changed. Are you with me, saints? I am a true Jew. <laughs> so when they tell you that's for Israel and that's for the Jews, that's not what the Bible claims. It is an attempt to disinherit us. To get us passive and not fight against the devil. Are you with me, saints? Ah, God, we give you praise. Let me move on right, move along here. Now, what I'm going to do, saints, I'm going to share with you what the Lord said to me. And I'm going to bring it to a close so we can have communion. You know, this week while I was walking, praying, and talking to God about the fast and what's going on, I just got a sense in my spirit that God wanted me to share this with you. And I hesitated. I hesitated and did not do it until it was confirmed in the mouth of one or two witnesses. You got, you, you got the exhibit? Well, hold on, hold, hold on one second. While I was walking this week, the Lord said to me, I need you to tell the saints looking and who are here, who's fasting, to ask whatever you want. Can you go to John 16, uh, 16, 24. I think it is John 16, 24. Yeah, the gospel of John. I think that's where it is. He says, yeah. He says, hitherto, Jesus was speaking to the disciples. He said, hitherto, from now on, you have asked nothing in my name. That's what he said. He said, from now on, what? Ask, ask and you shall what? Receive that what? And God said to me, those of you who are really on the fast, you really took the fast serious and you're trying your best. God said to me to tell you, ask anything so that your joy may be full. But ask it in the name of Jesus. Some of us need some things. And let me tell you, don't ask God for anything spiritual. You're already a spirit. Amen. Don't be, don't, are you with me, sins? Some of us need some material things. Well, some of <laughs> you. Some, you need God to do something for you. You may need God to come through for you in a particular area. Are you with me? Some of us need God to touch our bodies so that our health can be renewed. Are you with me? Some of us need God to open up doors for us that are closed. Don't ask God, give me more love. <laughs> give me more peace. <laughs> ask God for something for real. Some of you need a husband. Ask God for a husband. Some of you need a wife. Ask God for a wife. I'm not telling you what to. I'm not telling you what to ask God for. I think somebody behind said you need a baby. Ask God for a baby. More babies. Thank you. I, <laughs> ask God. The Bible says, ask God so that your joy may be what full. God is interested in that. And I hesitated, I hesitated. Elder, I hesitated, hesitated. And then I turned on the radio. I just went on Facebook, was a, not Facebook. While I'm walking, I went on YouTube and just decided to listen to preaching. And there it is. 
John 16, 24, the preacher preaching on John. I said, God, do you really want me to do that? Well, I didn't do anything. Saturday morning, I'm preparing and just walking and talking to God. And this is what I get. Can you send the exhibit? My sister sent this from send this to me. Send this to me while I'm thinking if I should tell God's people, ask that your joy may be full. She sent August. I've never seen this right here. But how do you call this? An acrostic or? It's an acronym. She broke up the word August, A-U-G-U-S-T, into an acronym. And A stands for what? Ask. You until. G, God. You unveils. S, something. T, tangible. And I said, oh my God, you really want me to do that? And God told me to tell you, I'm telling you here, based on the authority of God's word, you ask God for something tangible, something you can touch. God, I thank you for that boo. <laughs> I hear what I'm saying. You can see that area of your body that needs healing. Lord, I thank you for that healing. Mm. Ask God for something tangible. He said he wants to do that so your joy can be full. Since I didn't come up with that, that was confirmed. I was fighting it until I got this acronym. August, ask until God unveils something tangible. How many of you could do with something tangible right now? Yes. God, I give you praise. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.